First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. I want to go with our uh, our defense attorney of the uh, of the week. His name, of course, is Chris Tritico. Uh, Chris is on the line right now. Chris was uh, one of the notable defense attorneys for McVeigh back in the uh, in the day. And what we do is we throw uh, three legal stories at him, and he's on the line right now. Uh, Chris, we'll speak with you. But you're going to have to download the app. <laughs> I've already done it. I was afraid not to. Okay, good. good thank good, you. Good. When I say we only need 12, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I am absolutely serious. Okay. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, of course, a criminal defense attorney. And let's start with a few topics. I'm going to throw topics at you, and you give us your take on uh, this. Corporations offer scholarship programs based on... Race can this be done in America? It absolutely can. And this is uh, when I first saw this headline, I was I was offended, and I took a deeper dive into it. And it's not as offensive as the headline makes it out to look. I think that these are targeted at at, at critical need, and they're targeted at not only race but gender. And I it appears to me that these are colleges and universities and trade mm, schools yeah. saying these are people that we need in here to fill uh, spaces and, Our quota. and can help yeah. segments. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, population. I'm not saying uh, it, that they sh- should be allowed to do it or not allowed to do it, but in what industry do you specifically need a certain gender of a certain race? Well, I think it, – it, it, great point. I, I think that what they're trying to do is, the way I read this, this um, that the article and, and the, what I've been able to find, is trying to get – Underserved populations into into schools and into areas, yeah, and, yeah. and and get them let's get them into the into the workforce, into the education system, and see if we can't give them a boost. It doesn't mean there's not money out there for everyone. There's just monies for certain programs yeah. that they're trying to get people in, into, and and that's the way I read this. So at first, I was offended too. But once I took a deeper dive into it, I, that's the way this appears to me. And it's not all money. It's just targeted yeah. money. I, I have to say, um, uh, Chris, my, my daughter has been in the process of applying to schools for the last two years. Um, she went uh, where she I, – I don't think she really wanted to go where she went last year, and she's going to the school of her dreams this year. She finally did get in. But the, um, the, the reality is – um, we are white and, and that is, there are quotas and that's a real thing. And they're looking for certain people. And I believe you're right. I think the intentions are good. Sadly though, there are good people, good, good young people that are missing out because they of this, get, you know, there's also the amount of money that is left on the table every year of unused mm. scholarships and grants is stunning. It doesn't get taken every year because people don't know it's available. Right. Uh, It's it's stunning. Uh, Well, again, I think it's um, uh, it it, it is it's easy to complain. I I do think intentions are good. But, uh, you know, you can't do something good, it seems like, uh, in this world today without having certain collateral damage. And and I'm afraid that's just the way it is. Uh, Okay, let me throw another one at you. The New York Bar Association cites. Governor Andrew Cuomo's directive allowing crowded hospitals to send COVID patients to nursing homes as a cause of nursing home deaths. Now, 
Chris, I, I need this to be clarified because I sat and watched the governor's press conference with his health director saying not one death was caused by this. So what's the yeah, truth? That was that was a little bit of a whitewash, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, look, you know, Andrew Cuomo um, had the respect of the whole country for the way he was um, handling the, the coronavirus. Uh, and he was on the front line. He was doing, uh, I think, Yeoman's work. This, uh, the directive to send people back into the nursing homes is going to come back to really haunt him. Yeah. And I, I think in the beginning, uh, he, he didn't know what he was, he was, he was first. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. But that directive to send people back into the nursing homes is really going to come back to haunt him. And what they found was, uh, the directive to take that, to take them back when they're medically stable COVID patients discharged from hospitals, when they didn't know if they were still um, contagious or right, not. Right, right. And, and they had to take them. They couldn't refuse yep, them. Yep. That's the part that's really going to come back to haunt him. And he left it in place for weeks longer than it had to be. And that's where he's really going to he's not going to be able to defend that. And this is going to come back to haunt him. But what stuns me is your bar association there. Mm. They, they not only investigate everything, they come out swinging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, there's no doubt about it. Um, and and I guess uh, you would know that's different than other bar associations uh, around the country. Well, it's just uh, they do. They tend to investigate a lot more, yeah. and they they come out with a lot more press conferences than other bar associations I've seen. And uh, and they take a lot more aggressive action. It seems to me yeah, yeah. this type of investigation uh, of Andrew Cuomo would not have been done in the great state of Texas where uh, I live. Interesting. Uh, okay. By a bar association. Uh, I want to say that, uh, that you know, had what I find that it's always the cover-up. Um, right. And, you know, had Cuomo come out and been straight with the public and said, listen, we didn't know. We made a mistake. Um, and there were people that probably died because of this. And it was a horrible mistake. Uh, but we were on uncharted. We were in uncharted territory. Um, had he done it that way, but instead he came out and defied and said, I did nothing wrong. This was, uh, you know, their political true. Right. I I think that's the problem about that. He was, he was riding so high in the polls. There was was talks of the the next presidential election for him. And he just said that, you know what? I didn't know what to do. I was, I was, I was treading new ground here. I wasn't getting any help from, from the administration that we all know that. I was doing what I was told to do, yep. and this is the way it worked out. And look, I, I, if if people died as a result of this, that's on me for the rest of my life. Yes, and I can't tell you how sorry I am. It would have passed. It'd You're be absolutely right, May, uh, Chris. We should run the world. We are. We <laughs> well, are Chris, so smart. If oh, you ever Chris have that opportunity, <laughs> you take the lead. Let Bill fall back. <laughs> okay, I'll just do what you say, Chris. Okay, right. and the third topic. This is a doozy. Uh, New York suspending Rudy Giuliani's law license. What do you think of this one? So Rudy, Rudy's been asking for this for a very long time with what he's been doing. Yeah, and I and I loved his his, his response when they when they suspended his bar license. And this is your bar again, New York bar. Yep. He, when they suspended his bar license, he said they're only suspending my bar license because of the great work I did on on the. Uh, on suing over the president's loss in the 2020 election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero for 89. Yeah. Uh, You're good right. Work, Rudy. 
That's a very good point. I mean, he lost every single case. I mean, yeah. why would you use that as a way to tout your performance? That's not the defense. That's yeah. not the defense. Look, what they found here is that it, they suspended his license immediately, which is very, very rarely done because yeah. he, his, his statements and what he was saying was they found to be a, an immediate danger to keeping him in the courtroom and allowing him to continue practicing. The only time I've ever seen someone immediately suspended from the practice of law is when they don't pay their bar dues mm. and then they, yeah. that we have to suspend you because you are not now eligible to practice. Right. Or when there is such horrendous fraud, we have to take you out right now until you can prove you, you're not. Yeah. And so for, for them to take him out because of statements and words made to a courtroom, uh, it's a pretty stunning event. Yeah. There's two ways to look at this in my view. The, uh, the, the political view is that you know, the New York Bar Association is playing politics here, or the view that, that, that they find this so horrific that they don't think he'll ever be able to defend it and he's going to lose his license. Wow. Uh, two very interesting cases involving the Bar Association that you would put into the fall from grace uh, category, I'm afraid. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yep. Crazy. Uh, Chris, we enjoy it. We'll do it again hopefully next week. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Uh, Chris Tritico. Of course, he uh, rep- one of the trial attorneys who uh, represented Timothy McVeigh in that Oklahoma City bombing case. And the reality is, who would represent Tim- Timothy McVeigh? Who would want to? Uh, everyone deserves representation, no matter how egregious your crime, whether you're guilty or, or not guilty, uh, everybody deserves an attorney. And it, it takes a, uh, a very strong attorney to be able to represent somebody like him. So pretty wild, right?